This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of uh, Rabbanim in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. In our last year, we spoke about Chazara Sashatz explained that not only is it a an idea originally to fulfill tefillah for people who can't daven, but it constitutes tefillahs hatzibur. There are two halachas: there's tefillah bitzibur and tefillahs hatzibur. In order to establish this Chazara Sashatz as tefillahs hatzibur. Rav Soloveitchik felt it was proper for people to stand together as they were standing Shemone Asay, as the Chazan said the entire Chazar Shachatz. As a corollary of this halacha, you understand that in order to be Yotzei Tefillah Hatzibur, as if each person himself is part of this Tefillah, it is incumbent upon each person to hear the entire Tefillah. We've already mentioned that Rav Soloveitchik was of the opinion that Hashem Tzvasai Tiftach should be said by the Chazan out loud. Although there was a prevalent custom, already the Magen Avram mentioned such a custom, to say Hashem Tzvasai Tiftach quietly, but the Rav felt, since it's part of Shemun the Chazan should say it out loud, and the Tzibur should hear those words. This idea would apply to all parts of Davening. For example, when you say, Modim de Rabbana, the custom that I remember as a child is that the Chazan used to get up to Modim, say the first few words of Modim, and then the Tzibur would say Modim to Rabbanan, the Chazan would quietly say the rest of Modim, at the end he would add, he would just go to the end of Modim and say those words after the Tzibur finished Modim to Rabbanan. According to the idea of the Chazan is davening Tfilas HaTzibur, Everybody would have to hear every word the Chazan said. And therefore, it seems the best solution would be for the Chazan to say Modim the first few words and then stop while the Tzibur says Modim Drabanan and then he should continue from where he left off out loud in order for the people to hear every word. Of course, this would be true of every Shmanesri. Now, sometimes when we say Shmanesri, especially Rosh Hashanim Kippur, then in many p- sections, where the tzibur sings along with the chazan, in order to fulfill what we call tefillah satzibur, so then the chazan should at least repeat these words, even if the tzibur does sing them, whether they should sing them or not is a different question. But even if they do sing them, the chazan should say those words out loud in a way that everybody can hear him in order to fulfill tefillah satzibur. The same is true for Friday night after Shmonesrei, we say, Tfila achas, bracha achas, main sheva. We say one bracha, which is a, has in it the seven brachos of Shmonesra in a condensed version. What we call Magin Avos. In many shuls, the Chazan says the first part. The Tzibur then sings together Magin Avos. And then the Chazan starts, According to the way we're on, we explained it, this would be incorrect, since Friday night 
is the only night of the week, actually, that we have, like Chazar's Hachats, like a Tfilas Hatzibur. Therefore, everybody should hear every word. Again, whether the Tzibur should sing Maginavos or not is not our issue right now. But at least when the Tzibur sings Maginavos, the Chazan should be quiet. And then when they finish Maginavos, he should again begin from Maginavos and be Motzi the Tzibur with what we call Tfilas HaTzibur. This has become the Minig in many, many places. I remember once in Yeshivat HaRetzion, we always do that. The Chazan repeats Maginavos. But one Friday night, the Chazan did not do that, and Rav Lichtenstein was very meticulous in telling him to go back and say Magin Avos in order to fulfill this Kiyom, as we've explained before. Another custom that might be related is mentioned in the Maaseh Rav. In the Maaseh Rav of the Vilna Gong, it says that, as we pointed out last week, he listened to Chazar Sashatz from a sitter. As I pointed out last week, he didn't, it doesn't say that he necessarily stood up the way Rav Soloveitchik thought with his feet together, but nevertheless, the Vilnagan was very careful about listening to Chazar Shatz, and he actually looked in the sitter while the Chazan was saying Chazar Shatz. And it said the Vilnagan did not say Baruch Hu Baruch Shemo. Now, in the Masa Rav, it says the reason for this is because very often the Chazan davened rather quickly. And for example, he would say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Chonein Adas. Now, if you're saying, Baruch Baruch Shemo, when the Chazan said Hashem, you would not hear the end of the bracha. You were saying, Baruch Baruch Shemo. And those, the words of Chonein Adas become swallowed up. So, the Vilna Gaon said, it's better not to say, Baruch Baruch Shemo. The Perush that I have in my Maiserav, Sefer Plus Chasachir, says that there are other reasons that the Vilna Gaon also left it out. So let's look first at the Halacha and Shulchan Aruch and the sources for Baruch Baruch Shema. In the Shulchan Aruch, Simen Kuf Chav Dalit, it says in Sifhei, Al kol bracha she'adam shomeya b'chol makam omer Baruch Baruch Shema. Whenever you hear a bracha and you hear the name of Hashem, you should say Baruch Baruch Shema. Now, the Magen Avram says, of course, this is not referring to a place that you're not allowed to be mafzik. For example, uh, when you hear the bracha of Megillah, the the other shliach tzibur is motziyu in that bracha. So, since he's motziyu in that bracha, if you would say baruch v'shema, it would be a hafzik. So, it would be simple that you shouldn't do that. Once we understand the halacha, of saying Baruch Baruch Shema, we understand that it's not mandatory as part of any halacha. It's just a nice idea. The Mishnah Brewer says two reasons for this idea. One, he said, is because we know that whenever you mention a tzaddik's name, then you say something good about him. Zeicher tzaddik livracha. Rashi, of course, at the beginning of Parshas Noach, says in the Pasuk, Eile told us Noach, Noach ish tzaddik, Zeicher tzaddik levracha. They mentioned Noach, so they said he's a tzaddik. Zeicher tzaddik levracha. So, Kavachome, when we're talking about Tzidko Shalom, we're talking about the tzaddik, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so it's proper to say something about him. The Mishnah gives another reason for saying uh, Baruch Hu Baruch Shemo, but 
it seems like more of a good idea than a real halacha. Now, it's interesting that in, let's say, Birchas HaShachar, where the, each person said his own Birchas HaShachar, there seems to be nothing wrong with saying Baruch Hu Baruch Shmo. But in Shmon one could argue, with, as we've been discussing, that to say Baruch Hu Baruch Shmo within the context of Chazar Sashatz, for a person who's being listening to Chazar Sashatz as part of Tvila Satzibur, it would also be considered a hefsek. So this certainly could be considered another reason why the Vilna Gaon would not have said Baruch Hu Baruch Shmo. There are other reasons given, some of them Kabbalistic, some of them Machshava, reasons why it's better not to say Baruch Hu Baruch Shmo. The, the Archa Shulchan says, for example, that the source of Baruch Baruch Shmo seems to be the Torah quoting his father. This is all I'm taking from the Aruch HaShulchan in Simen Kuf Chavdalet, Sif Yud. The Torah quotes his father as saying that his father in, instituted the custom of saying Baruch Baruch Shmo as we said Zechat Tzadik Levracha. The, the Aruch HaShulchan adds many Gedolim did not like the idea of ever saying Baruch Vashmo, because people cannot distinguish, the average person doesn't know when you can say Baruch Vashmo and when you can't say Baruch Vashmo. In a place where you should not be mafsik, you should not say Baruch Vashmo. And since people don't know it, it's better to completely leave it out, never to say Baruch Vashmo. Even in a place where you're, you're allowed to say Baruch Vashmo, the Aruch HaShulchan suggests leaving it out completely. He also adds, I don't really understand the whole reason for saying Baruch Baruch Shemo. Because when you mention someone, you should say something good. But the person who's davening is making a bracha. He's saying Baruch HaTashem. And no one is going to suggest that every time you mention Hashem and Tzfilah, you should say Baruch Baruch Shemo. The custom is only when a person says Baruch Atah Hashem. And what's the need to say Zechat Tzadik Levracha to add something when you just said Baruch Atah Hashem? In any case, other reasons have been advanced why not to say Baruch Baruch Shmo, but suffice it that within the context that we're discussing of Chazar Hashatz, it certainly would be not appropriate to say Baruch Baruch Shmo. Let's continue in the order of Shmon Esrei, and we'll get up now to Birchas Kohanim. Let's discuss first the custom of Birchas Kohanim as done in Chutzar. It's where you don't have Birchas Kohanim every day. But you say, Now, a person could actually think that this could be stated, or Hamshuleshes Batorah. Rav Henkin, in his Luach, and in his Sefer, called Eidus Yisrael, we pointed out last week that Rav Henkin made many comments about the proper way to daven, in Nusros HaTvila, Minhagi HaTvila, Rav Henkin said you should put a dash in between Barcheinu Babracha Hamshuleshes, Batorah Ksuva. It's not Meshuleshes Batorah. It's Hamshuleshes, it's a bracha which is Meshuleshes, Kama, Batorak Suva. Rav Salavechik apparently had a custom of saying, Barchinu Babracham Shuleshes Shebatorak Suva. In order to emphasize that it's not a Bracham Shuleshes Batorah, it's a Bracham Shuleshes which is written in the Torah, Shebatorak Suva. Of course, this is 
the custom when you don't say Birchas Kohanim, you say Elokeinu Vlokeinu. In Eretz Yisrael, you also say that if you're in a place where there's no Kohen, or in a place for some reason that you don't do Birchas Kohanim. In Eretz Yisrael, the custom is to say Birchas Kohanim daily. And on Shabbos, twice. And Yom Kippur, not only Shachris and Musaf, by Ni'ila as well. Let's discuss for a little bit why is it that in Chutzaretz you don't say Birchas Kohanim every day? The din in the Shulchan Aruch of in Simen Kuf Chavches Sifkat Memdalid is that they say that a, a Kohen who is a bachelor who is not married that's generally what a bachelor means so the Shulchan Aruch says he does do Birchas Kohanim. The Ramah discusses what, why would people have thought otherwise, and do people indeed think otherwise? So the Ramah there says, there is an opinion that a Kohen who is not married should not do Birchas Kohanim, because the Gemara says that a person who is not married, Shori below Simcha, he's, he ha- has no joy, he's not involved in joy, he's not married, and therefore, he, a person who's not in Simcha should not do Birchas Kohanim. We, the Minig is, says the Ram, Ramah, that we do do Birchas Kohanim even though you're not married, although there is an opinion that a person not married should not do Birchas Kohanim. The pre- prevalent Minig is that he do, does Birchas Kohanim. If a person doesn't want to, so, if he, we wouldn't argue with him. A bachelor does not want to bechaz kohanim. He should leave the shul when they say kohanim. But, it would be not something for which he should be reprimanded. Then the Ramah continues, in our countries, we do not do bechaz kohanim only in yantif. Because only in yantif do we have simchas yantif. If, We have Simchas Yantif, so we do Birchas Kohanim on Yom Tov. Now it's interesting. Why do you do Birchas Kohanim on Yantif only by Musaf? So the explanation would be that on Shabbos there's no Simcha, and even on Yantif the appropriate time to say Birchas Kohanim would be at Musaf when people have Simchas Yantif when they go home and have Simchas Yantif. If that's true, then why is there a minig in Eretz Yisrael to have Birchas Kohanim? Perhaps a real fervent Zionist would say that a person in Eretz Yisrael is automatically Shari B'Simcha. I don't have to present my Zionist credentials. I came with Aliyah in 1971, and I've lived, Baruch Hashem, happily in Eretz Yisrael for all these years, with minor trips to Chutzlaretz. But I, I would really find that strange to say, that automatically a person who lives in Eretz Yisrael has more simcha than a person who lives in Chutzlaretz. It's well known that the reason for avoiding or not saying Birchas Kohanim in Chutzaretz is very unclear. The Aruch HaShulchan, for example, 
says in Simon Kufchafchaf, in Simon Kufchafchaf, that the, the he said that in our countries we do not do bechas konim in chutzlaritz. He quotes, of course, the Ramah, and he said. There is no good reason for our custom not to do Berchas Kohanim. People have written Minag Garuahu. It's a bad Minag. I, I mentioned already one time that Rabbeinu Tam said the letters Minag indirectly, backwards, spell the word Gehenom. There are some Minagim, Rabbeinu Tam is known, of course, to have said there are certain Minagim you don't rely upon, but here is a sharper comment. The Minagim somehow are indirectly connected, some Minagim could be indirectly connected to Gehenom. The Aruch HaShulchan goes on to say, what can we do about this? It's as if a Basko came out to tell us not to do Bechaz And he relates the story, I know the story about the Vilna Gom. He tells the story about two Gdole Hador, who in, wanted to institute Bechaz daily. And they decided a specific day that they're going to start. But something happened on that day. The way I remember the story, one day the shul burned down, one day there was an edict of the government that Jews cannot leave the house that day. Whatever happened, something happened, and they saw more than once that the day that they decided they would begin Bechaz somehow it could not be done. And they felt it was somehow a gzerim and hashamayim. So, the custom in Chutzarts continued without anyone knowing a very good reason. Perhaps you could suggest the reason of Simcha. Other people suggested that the idea of Birchas Kanim should only be done when there is Tvilas Hatzibur. And Tvilas Hatzibur means that people have to pay close attention to Chazar Hashats. We'll discuss that a little bit later. But if that's true, they said there weren't people who listened that carefully to Chazar Sashatz, and therefore they felt it would not be appropriate to say Berchaz Konim. Again, you'd have to ask, why in Eretz Yisrael was that, uh, was that better? Other people say that the Konim have to go to Mikveh before they do Berchaz Konim, and the only time Konim went to Mikveh as a general practice was Erev Yantif, when Chayev Adam There's a custom of going to Mikveh before Yantif. So then you could do Birchas Konim after the Konim went to Mikveh. Again, you'd ask the same question. What, and in Eretz Yisrael, why would that be different? Apparently, the real reason is not because of any... The difference between Eretz Yisrael and Chutzarit is not based on an inherent difference between Eretz Yisrael and Chutzarit. It seems to me that the Vilna Gaon insisted upon doing Bechaz Konim, and somehow in Chutzaretz they said Menashamayim, they stopped him from doing it. When the Talmidei Hagra came to Eretz Yisrael, although I'm not a historian, I might be wrong about these facts, but it seems to me logical that the Vilna Gaon's Talmidim came to Eretz Yisrael. Many of the customs, uh, especially of Minhagim of Yerushalayim, were Minhagim that were brought by the Talmidei Hagra. So the Talmidei Hagra in Eretz Yisrael they didn't do Birchas Kohanim daily. So, because of the influence of the Vilna Gaon in Eretz Yisrael, of the Talmud Agra, we do do Birchas Kohanim every 
day in Eretz Yisrael. Now, I would like to quote an idea that's found in the Amik Bracha of Rabbi Yili Pomeranchik about this. Rabbi Yili Pomeranchik was a Talmud of the Vil- of the, of Revelvel, of the Briskarov, Rabbi Zev Halevi Salavechik. He passed away at a very young age, but we have two or three Svarim of his. One Sefer is on Zrayim, Torah Zrayim. Another Sefer we have is Amik Bracha, which has very, very beautiful short Ha'aros on general topics of Arachayim, generally Arachayim topics. A few years ago, a Sefer of his came out of collected Chidushim on Shas. Unfortunately, we were not privileged that he should live longer and produce more Svarim. He was an outstanding young Tamit Chacham. He mentioned there that there's an inherent connection between Birchas Kohanim and Avoda. The halacha is that a Kohen should get up to say Birchas Kohanim, he should go to what we call the Duchan by Ritzei. Because Ritzei is the bracha of the Avoda. How seriously are we going to take this? We'll talk about it more. But he asked the question, since we say that it's connected to Avoda, and some people think that Birchas Kohanim today is the Araisa, even in Gvulin, even outside the Beis HaMikdash. So, if Tefillah today is the Rabbanan, according to the Ramban, and many, many Rishonim, Tefillah is, the Chiyuv of Tefillah is only the Rabbanan, so how are you Yotze, Tefillah's Birchas Konim, when Birchas Konim is connected to the Avoda, and there is no Avoda, Emek Bracha quoted the famous Chidush of Reb Chaim, that even according to the Ramban, that daily tefillah is midrabanan, nevertheless, if a person does daven, he fulfills Avodah Shebalev. The Chiyuv of davening is midrabanan, but the Kiyum of tefillah is Midaraisa. If a person does Davin, he does fulfill Avodas Avoda Shabalev. Based on this, whenever we Davin, we fulfill Avoda Shabalev. And since Tfilah is connected the Birchas Kohanim is connected to Avoda, that's that's fine. But in order to be considered Avodas Hatzibur, then you'd have to have a Tzibur saying the Tfilas Hatzibur, or at least listening to Tfilas Hatzibur in the proper way. According to this, if you do not really have ten people paying attention carefully to Chazar's Hashats, there might really be a problem of Tfilas of Hatzibur, and therefore, perhaps Birchas Konim should not be done. Rabbi Mershah Steinbach, in his Tzvarim, has a discussion if this would be true, we know that if there are ten people who be, who are there in the tzibur when you begin chazar sashats, even if they walk out, one or two walk out, you can continue shmonesre. In fact, you can say kaddish Skabel after shmonesre. Would that be true for birchas kohanim? Rav Steinbuch argues that perhaps birchas kohanim has a different criteria. 
namely you have to have Tvilas Hatzibur. Once a person leaves, there's no longer a minion, there's no longer Tvilas Hatzibur, perhaps you cannot continue with Birchas Kohanim. This, of course, is predicated upon another question that comes before. Do you really require a minion for Birchas Kohanim? Now, we know that a Davash requires a minion. Is Birchas Kohanim a Davash Generally, a Davash has a stimulus and a response. The Tzibur says something, the Chazan says something to the Tzibur, generally relating to Shem HaMeforosh, to the ultimate name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Tzibur answers appropriately. This is based upon uh, Pasuk and Chumash, Kishem Hashem Ekra, when I call upon the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shem Hashem, then you should reply, you should respond. And of course, if we think about the famous things that we call Dua they all have this in them. For example, Kedusha, Nekadesh or Nakdishach, Keshem Shemakdishim Osobish, Nekadesh Shimcha Ba'olam, the shame of Akadish Baruch Hu, Keshem Shemakdishim Osobish Mamram, the name that's mentioned in Shmei Maram, and people answer, Kadosh Kadosh, that's a Dava Shemakdusha. Or when I would say, the Chazan would say, Baruch Hu as Hashem HaMavarach, I'm asking you to give, to, to respond to the Shem HaMavarach, and you answer, Baruch Hashem HaMavarach, that's a Dava Shemakdusha. Kaddish is a davashibikdusha because you say v'imru amen yeshmei rabba mevarach yeshmei rabba is translated more or less as baruch shem klad malchusa lolam vayet the shame of hakadosh baruch hu shmei rabba tosfos and brachas has a discussion shmei rabba might relate to the shame of yudkei vavkei so therefore that's a davashibikdusha bichas kohanim does not seem to conform to a davashibikdusha uh, the people have explained that you require a minion for davash for not because it's the Davish Bekdusha, because it's not appropriate to discuss the Yivarecha Hashem Yishmecha without a group of people. According to what we're explaining, it's because it can only be connected to the Avoda. And the Avoda has to be Avodas Hatzibur. And therefore, to, only in Tfilas Hatzibur can a person say, Birchas Kohanim. Now, I mentioned before that in Eretz Yisrael, you say Birchas Kohanim only. I am sorry, in Eretz you say Birchaz Kohanim, Shachris, Musaf, and Ne'ilah. Whereas in Chutzlaretz, you only say Birchaz Kohanim on Musaf, on Yantif. What happens if Yantov is on Shabbos? So, many communities in Chutzlaretz had a custom of not saying Birchaz Kohanim on Shabbos. Many people could not understand this minic. Some people thought perhaps the reason for that is when Shabbos, when you do Birchas Kohanim, people say these bakashos that are printed in standard Sidurim after Birchas Kohanim. And since it's not appropriate to say these bakashos on Shabbos, therefore a person should not say Birchas Kohanim at all on Shabbos. Of course, you could just say, well, don't say the bracha, those bakashas. If that's what bothers you, so don't say the bakashas. In Eretz Israel, to the best of my knowledge, my experience is that nobody says these bakashas ever. So it's true that in Chutzar, it's, it's bigger ma'amad. People only do birchas konim rarely on Yom Tov. So then people really do say birchas konim 
do say more people say bakashas, but tell them not to say bakashas on Shabbos. What's the? Why should you because of that be mevatel the mitzvah birchas kohenim on Yom Tov? Rav Shechter in his sefer Nefesh Harav mentioned that when the Rav was a young rabbi in Boston many many years ago, he was very shocked by this custom of not saying birchas kohenim on Shabbos, and since. As Rav Shechter writes, he was young and, rit, and it, the Ritcha da Raisa burned in him, the zeal to fulfill halacha more correctly filled his very existence. So Rabbi Salvechik fought with the shul and strongly advocated saying Birchas Konim on Shabbos on Yontif. Rav Shechter relates in the, in the Nefesh HaRav that the Rav won the battle. They did say Birchas Konim on Shabbos but he lost the war. Very shortly afterwards, they fired him. And Rav, Rav Salavechik was known to have told Talmidim that when you become rabbis in the shul, you should be aware that it's proper to say Birchas Konim on Shabbos. You should try to make sure they say Birchas Konim on Shabbos. But it's not worth losing your job. If, if you think that means you're going to lose your job, so just keep quiet and don't be involved in this issue. Saying Birchas Konim at Ne'ilah of course, in Eretz Yisrael, would be an issue. In Chutzlaretz, it would not be any different than Shachris on Yom Kippur. On Shachris Yom Kippur, you don't say Berchaz Kanim. In Mosef, you do. In Nila, you wouldn't say. In Shulchan Aruch, interestingly enough, it says, the Mechaber says in Simen Tafesh Gimel, and this halach is also mentioned in, in the halachas of Nesias Kapayim, but it says there, Nosim kapayim benila. The mechaber who never said a word about not saying birchas konim in chutzar, it's at all. He said you do say birchas konim benila. The the Rama says hamina In our in our countries, we do not say birchas konim benila. And of course, the reason for this. Might be because we never say birchas konim except for Musaf and chutzarts. However, other reasons have been advanced as well. In the Mishnah Bura, there's a discussion that even if you would say birchas, you would say neila in the daytime. You would not say birchas konim. Now, the Mishnah Bura assumes at first that if you daven neila late, which is generally what happened. You generally would say Ni'ilah, at least when you get into Birchas Konim, you're well after Shkia. So he would say that you don't say Birchas Konim after Shkia, because, as we've said before, Birchas Konim is connected to Avoda. And since it's connected to Avoda, from the Pasuk, Lisharso Ulevarich Bishmo, Lisharso is to do the Avoda, Ulevarich Bishmo is to do Birchas Konim, and Avoda is only in the daytime. So therefore, if you're after Shkia, it would be, at first, the Mishnah Bura says it would be wrong to say Birchaz Konim after Shkia. Since most shuls say Ni'ila after Shkia, or at least get up to the section of Birchaz Konim after Shkia, so you should not say Birchaz Konim. But, even if you would say it earlier, then he would say there places uh, that 
would not be able to differentiate between this custom and that custom. So he says the custom in Chutzers is not to say Birchas Kodim even if it's even if it's early. However, in the Sharat Sion, the Mishnah Berurah says that perhaps you could say Birchas Kodim in the time that we call Ben Hashmashos. And he quotes the Rabbeinu Tam, the opinion of Rabbeinu Tam, who has a, two Ben Hashmashos. Because of time, I won't be able to explain now the entire issue of Rabbeinu Tam's Ben Hashmashos. Nevertheless, the Mishnah Berurah quoted that perhaps, according to Rabbeinu Tam, since the Shulchan Aruch Pasnag Rabbeinu Tam, at least for the purpose of Berchas Kohanim, maybe we could say Berchas Kohanim after the first Ben Hashmashos, before the Ben Hashmashos of Rabbeinu Tam. People have argued with this point and said that even according to Rabbeinu Tam, Avoda is not done after the first Shkia. It's true that Rabbeinu Tam thinks it's daytime until what he called Shkia. But after what we call the first Shkia, or what we call Shkia, even Rabbeinu Tam would say there was no Avoda in the Beis HaMikdash. And then the question would be, how seriously do we take this connection between the Avoda and Birchaz Kanim? We'll just give one example to conclude that a Kohen who's a Balmum is Pasal Avoda, but we never said he's Pasal for Birchaz Kohanim. A Kohen who has a, a Mum that's blatant that people might stare at, so then it says that you should not say Birchaz Kohanim. But a Kohen Balmum does do Birchaz Kohanim. He can't do the Avoda. So we don't take that connection between the Avoda and Birchaz Kohanim that seriously. And then you would really wonder. Could you really say Birchas Kohanim in Ben Hashmashos? The Maharil went even further, and he said you could say Birchas Kohanim at night. That's a very big Chiddush. Uh, generally, in Eretz Yisrael, the shuls or the yeshivas that I've been in that make sure they say Ne'ilah to finish Birchas Kohanim before Shkia, and they're very makbid about this because the Kohanim want to say Birchas Kohanim, and therefore we daven with a schedule to make sure that we reach that point that we can say Birchas Kohanim in the Ilah, and then of course we extend the end of Tefillah to make sure that we finish the davening of, of Ne'ilah uh, later in the day, certainly way after Shkia, almost in time to blow Shofar already.